Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. And here is the Artist's Almanac for December 12th, 2017. Happy birthday to Francis Albert Sinatra, born in 1915 in Hoboken, New Jersey. An only child, Sinatra developed an interest in music at an early age and began performing at family gatherings after receiving a ukulele at the age of 15. Sinatra began arranging bands in high school, but was expelled after 47 days for general rowdiness. He found work performing in local Hoboken clubs, singing for his supper, and in 1935 began singing professionally as a teenager with a group, The Three Flashes, a local group who needed a kid with a car. In November 1939, he replaced Jack Leonard as the lead singer of the Tommy Dorsey Band, signing a contract with Dorsey for $125 a week at Palmer House in Chicago. And in January of 1940, he made his first public appearance with Dorsey at the Coronado Theater in Rockford, Illinois. They opened with the song, Stardust. Dorsey had this to say. You could almost feel the excitement coming out of the crowds when the kids stood up to sing. Remember, he was no matinee idol. He was just a skinny kid with big ears. I used to stand there so amazed, I'd almost forget to take my own solos. Their relationship soured, however, when after 42 recordings, Sinatra wanted out of his contract with Dorsey, which he got. Rumors began spreading in newspapers that Sinatra's mobster godfather, Willie Moretti, coerced Dorsey to let Sinatra out of his contract for a few thousand dollars, holding a gun to his head. By May 1941, Sinatra topped the male singer polls in Billboard and Downbeat magazines. His appeal to Bobby Soxers revealed a whole new audience for popular music, which had been recorded mainly for adults up to that time. The phenomenon became officially known as Sinatra Mania, after his legendary opening at the Paramount Theater in New York on December 30, 1942. Jack Benny later said, I thought the goddamn building was going to cave in. I never heard such a commotion, and all this for a fellow I never heard of. Sinatra never did read music, but despite his formal training, he was widely regarded within the music business as a masterful musician nonetheless. He was described as having a sixth sense for detecting incorrect notes and sounds within the orchestra, so much so that he was entrusted by Columbia Records to conduct six of composer Alex Wilder's compositions, considered to be the finest renditions and recordings of his compositions, past or present. All in all, Sinatra had earned 11 Grammy Awards, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, Congressional Gold Medal, and a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. And after his death, American music critic Robert Christgau called him the greatest singer of the 20th century. Francis Albert Sinatra died in Los Angeles on May 14, 1998, aged 82. Today is also the birthday of novelist Gustave Flaubert, born 1821 in Rouen, France. In 1840, Flaubert moved to Paris to study law but was an indifferent student who found the city life distasteful, 
eventually leaving Paris for Croisset, near the Seine, where he lived until his death. Flaubert never married, preferring to meet his needs very openly with prostitutes and mistresses. Flaubert was also opposed to childbirth, saying once, he would transmit to no one the aggravations and the disgrace of existence. Flaubert was not a very prolific writer either, sometimes spending an entire week rewriting a single page, searching for what he called le mot juste, or the right word. This painstaking style of writing is also evident in comparing Flaubert's output over a lifetime to that of his peers, such as Balzac or Zola, whose pace was generally a novel a year. The English essayist and critic Walter Pater famously called Flaubert the martyr of style. However, his publication of Madame Bovary in 1856 changed literature forever by creating what is described as the first book with a modern, realist narrator that describes a truthful portrait of real life. Long established as one of the greatest novels, Madame Bovary has been described as a perfect work of fiction. Henry James wrote, Madame Bovary has a perfection that not only stamps it, but that makes it stand almost alone. It holds itself with such a supreme, unapproachable assurance as both excites and defies judgment. And the lauded literary critic James Wood said, Novelists should thank Flaubert the way poets thank spring. It all begins again with him. Gustave Flaubert died in 1880 at the age of 58. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.